0: quite often here in Brisbane we get the other, you know the hospitality industry is behind Melbourne or Sydney or you know we're not we're slowly catching up and to be fair the the only way we can march forward is to have our customers marching and moving forward with us and talking positively and and rejoicing in amazing experiences that they're having rather than trying to tear us down
1: today on dirty linen we are talking trolling really mean nasty comments that can not only ruin somebody's day but really impact their business Here's some that have been collected by today's guest, uh, Penny Wolf from Wolf Coffee Roasters and Dandelion and Driftwood Cafe in Brisbane. Deep breath. (laughs) Don't promote yourselves as hospitality veterans because you clearly aren't. I would strongly recommend against visiting here. Just go to Muffin Break. Can someone please tell me what the fuss is about with this place? This cafe is never full and the service non-existent. Sadly, I won't return. I've heard it is the worst breakfast foods experienced in Brisbane. Penny, not very nice, but welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Danny. Nice to be here. So... Tell us um, a little bit about yourself. You've got such an interesting background and sort of bring us up to date with the Say Don't Slay May campaign, which has originated in Brisbane, but I think, you know, is relevant everywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so my background uh, within hospitality um, really has been the, the last 11 years. Um, prior to that, I've had a few different interesting career paths. Uh, I'm an ex teacher and ex academic. Um, yeah, I've dabbled in the art space as well as education. So uh, the reason I moved into hospitality is my husband, Peter Wolf, has been a coffee roaster for 32 years. And absolutely loves what he does and um, I decided to join forces with him 11 years ago and we established our first cafe together and that was Dandelion and Driftwood in its original form. Um, So together we have Wolf Coffee Roasters and then Dandelion and Driftwood, another brand called Queen of Pops. We have the Wolf College of Coffee where we do training as well in the coffee space Um, So together we've had five cafes, of which the last one opened the beginning of March this year, and that was under our Dandelion and Driftwood um, banner. So I've been lucky enough in that journey in 11 years to make some really beautiful friends in the industry, which I think is really important, that um, connectivity piece, and one of those being Mims, who is uh, leading charge with the uh, Miss and Place Bon Femme, and that's been a really lovely um, collective to be a part of in that many like-minded female founders uh, supporting each other, uh, talking through issues and just having a sounding board to really appreciate what we do um, together here in Brisbane. And yeah, so NIMS uh, visited me when I unfortunately found myself in hospital three days after opening this uh, Cafe Dandelion and Driftwood uh, in March this year and uh, it was a bit of a, a, a awful situation to be in in that physically I did feel a little bit broken. Uh, everybody knows the wear and tear on your physical body when you're in the hospitality space is, is real um, and so I had completely ruptured my L5 uh, disc, so I had a, a massive bulge on my disc, which I um, ended up being hospitalized for. was very unexpected and um, not where you want to be when you've just opened up a new venue, that's for sure. But um, that was the physical part of it. But what actually then occurred was within the first few weeks of trade, unfortunately for our venue, we became heavily trolled um, we received a lot of um, unexpected commenting, I suppose you could say, in that a lot of the comments were um, inflammatory, they were in- inappropriate, uh, they were quite polarizing, I suppose, and there was it really did cultivate some um, animosity and it was upset not just for myself but for our entire team And for many of our, you know, raving fans for our business as well, they even saw what was going on. So um, that trolling and the commenting was sort of one piece of it. And then there was also a bit of an entourage of negative reviewing that began as well. Um, And I found myself sort of laying in hospital there for 16 days where I've I just, um, apart from being in tears and quite upset, found it very hard to see a way through it. I suppose when I was in the middle of it, but you know I've come through the other side now. And and in reflection, it it was um, it was a learning curve, not just for all involved, but I think it's given me a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a niggle to try and cultivate change in this space and you know bring about um, empowering our industry through awareness of what this is like to have been at that, um, at that side of the behavior and, and, and how as an industry we can improve. So I, I, I think that's a bit of a long-winded response Danny but hope that gives a picture. <laughs>
1: It, well, I mean, you, you've done a lot and you've experienced a lot and you've thought a lot, so I think your response is absolutely perfect. And um, I will just say to the listeners who didn't have a chance to listen to my conversation with Nim's um. In the first week of March, uh, so if if that people want to scroll back and find um, that conversation, it was really emotional, and I think um, Nims uh, with her group Maison Plus Bon Femme in Brisbane um, really created has created and nurtured a beautiful network of women in hospitality to provide exactly the the support, um, sustenance, and I suppose strategies as well for dealing with. The difficulties that people go through, and and of course being you know slammed by um, public uh, reviews and commenting is is certainly something that's you know a new part of the industry, but uh, certainly something that really can affect you deeply. Um, Penny, let's just talk a bit a, a bit about those comments. I mean, you know, do you think there's ever a place for online criticism? Um, and you know, whether or not there is a place for it, what are some other ways that you would prefer customers communicate dissatisfaction?
0: Um, yeah, I definitely feel it's really important uh, that giving feedback is part of being our in-, in our industry. And the Say Don't Slay campaign is certainly not about, um, you know, calling out poor behaviour. It's more about the awareness of humanising our industry, um, being hospitality in the food service industry, and that um, there is ways to deliver feedback that's genuine and it's more conversational in style and it's in person and can be dealt with there and then rather than post the fact where it actually appears online um, and it's it's really only that person's opinion. And quite often, the context of how it occurred may not actually be how it occurred, because there's always two there's always two sides of what actually did occur. And I think part of the issue that a lot of us have in the industry is um, when reviews or comments go up about your business and it's post the fact, it's then very difficult to make change in the customer's eyes or improve on what they've experienced. Um, one, because they've left the venue and it quite often is, is written in a in a hateful tone that they will never return. So you know and you feel that you have lost them then as a customer, which is unfortunate because if they had spoken up in the venue, you would have dealt with it and you could have perhaps made it a more positive experience there and then. Um, but also if, if you think about on the flip side – there is the speaking up and you help the customer when they are there and you turn it into a positive experience. But then they still go online and write something awful, um, which is is their experience of how it occurred. The full picture of what genuinely occurred is not being heard and that's part of the struggle too, I think, because as a business operator, you're then not – um, game, you're quite fearful to actually respond back to some of these reviews because you're then providing a context. What was y- your experience, and is often very different to what the customer experienced. I'll just I'll just share an example, um, just to make it kind of really obvious. We had um, within the first couple of weeks of. Of, the, of this particular cafe trading, we had um, a customer make contact who wanted to have an event with 30 guests, which is great. I mean, that's always fantastic when you hear that there's going to be a large group. Um, and that dropped down to 15, and then on the night of the event, it went down to six people. And um, – During the course of that evening, and I obviously wasn't there, I was unwell and in hospital, but my husband was there and he was working along with a team of other, um, you know, awesome staff members. And when they were visiting, they actually sent back three meals of the six and complained that the fish um, was too cool, even though on, on the menu and the dishes described as having cold elements, one being a banana tartare, and a coconut foam. It's a slightly different um take on a on our barramundi dish. But anyway, so those dishes were remade and they went back out to the table. And the staff member that was looking after the table also offered them complimentary items um after the meal, which was in the form of some sweets, some macarons and a few other sweets. And um they left seemingly happy given that it was a bit of a rocky road, uh, one would think, with them sending the meals back. But then within an hour, the review went up, of which it was a one out of five. And the way that it was explained was that, um, oh, I've actually got it here in front of me, that, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's complained about our entrees being that there was a popcorn chicken and a calamari and and how ridiculous it was to have those as starters, and then that the main meals were cold and that they had to be remade and that took too long, and then that the macarons and the sweets that they ate were stale, very disappointing and won't be back. When in actual fact, the, top, the context of what had occurred there from our side is we had catered and marked out what was 30 seats in our um, location. We then dropped it down to 15 to then only have six turn ups. So we'd staffed up for the event, obviously, for them to be there. We'd um, remade meals. We also provided of those meals, two of them complimentary and provided free sweets. Um, to then read that and be hammered for it, you kind of feel like, ooh, do we say something or don't we? And We never did. We never said anything. So it still sits there as a review. I suppose I'm bringing it to the attention because that's the other side of being in the service industry that you have all of these requirements as business operators that you're trying to make work. To then have that go up on top of what was provided um, you know, being kind and fair and was complimentary, it really paints an awful picture of our business when in actual fact we had tried our hardest to to make it work. So... um,
1: A penny? What a a total bloody nightmare. Oh, my God. Like, they're obviously... I mean, at best, the best interpretation is that they have a complete misunderstanding of, you know, what a hospitality business is. That is the kindest interpretation of that behaviour. I mean, that's just a nightmare scenario. And honestly, why wouldn't you respond?
0: Yeah, I think we, as... As a business and many in the industry, I mean I've spoken to many that have venues about this particular scenario that occurred and, and I'm not alone. This happens quite often and there is a fear of responding because when you write back and even if your tone is fantastic and it's authentic and you state the facts as it is and as it had occurred and, and I know their facts because we lived through it, there's still that feeling of, oh, when you read it or if other customers read it gee whiz that's you know they're really going after that customer and you don't want that perception at all because we're in the service industry because we care about people and we want to provide great experiences for people so once you get on the rebuttal it it can be perceived that you're having you're having a crack yourself and that's the last thing you want to do if that makes sense
1: Yeah, I mean, I I get it, and it's also, you know, is that where you want to put your energy? Um, when perhaps, you know, if someone's going to think like that, are they really in a position? Are they really going to be open to being talked around? I don't know. I can see it both ways. I think um, it's it is a really tricky one, and of course, you've got to you've just got to do what feels right to you. Um, but I mean, look, that just sounds absolutely dreadful. But in a a day-to-day sense, can you just give an example of the drain that this kind of, um, these kinds of comments, you know, perhaps more more the minor ones have on your staff and yourself? Yeah, I definitely think, and the word that you used
0: before, which really resonates with me is the energy that you put into it. And I think, um, you know, I often say to our awesome team in that particular cafe, and we've learnt so much through this, through this episode, that we've been through, that um, try not to put your energy into it. We are about uh, ensuring that every customer that comes through our door has a positive experience and we want them leaving with a little sense of wow so that they want to come back and enjoy our venue again in the future. So uh, we try not to put our energy into the negativity um, and when there is genuine feedback. We absolutely take it on board and, you know, to be fair, we've had some beautiful emails from customers who've been regulars of ours across time from our first shop to our location that was at the International Airport, which is obviously closed at the moment because of COVID. But um, we've had, you know, some amazing gestures from people coming forward and um, offering their – their opinions on certain ways things have been doing, like how we do things and um, why we do things. And, and then often if you explain why things are being done a certain way, they understand better. So it, it's it's usually an explanation that helps helps along at, at times. But I suppose the one thing about this campaign, just bringing it back to the campaign, Danny, is I think the, the premise of the Say Don't Slay is, um, it's that mutual respect and kindness and being fair that I think is what's is what's needed for our industry. So it has to work both ways. So um, we drill into our team the importance of that respect piece and that kindness and being fair. And, um, you know, in our first location for Danny Line and Driftwood, we actually introduced our concept was, which was called Get My Drift. And the Get My Drift was actually about, uh, on a weekly basis, if there was a table that had come in that was just so amazingly kind and beautiful and respectful, we actually gave them a complimentary meal because we were looking at ways of trying to ensure that um, we really valued that also. So this Get My Drift that we brought into place was, um, yeah, it was – it was such a great, um, I suppose, thing to experience. And then after, um, when this when this instance has occurred with the trolling and the commenting for this third cafe, I had a customer come forward and actually message through our social media that he was the recipient of one of our um, get get my drifts in the first location, and the impact that that had on his life at that time he said was life-changing because he was going through some financial issues, had recently changed careers from being a glazier to studying at university again and that particular instance where he was given that complimentary meal and the magnitude of that gesture, he said, just greatly impacted his life. So, I mean, they're the stories in hospitality that you want to be sharing and you want to be rejoicing in. That's, that's the positivity of what we can do and the power of our industry. I just don't like that so much energy is being put into this side of the business, and it's such a time waster for
1: everybody. It's yeah, as you were speaking earlier about you know talking to your staff and and training them and the kind of experience you want them to deliver. I was thinking, yeah, you know, customers need to have that training as well. But actually, you did that you did that too with this um this other campaign. And and we just never know the impact that kindness can have on people, just as we never know the impact that 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 lack of kindness or meanness can have on people and you if you it can be so damaging to um, for people to you know a comment that might be dashed off because I don't know someone's had a few wines and think it's funny or because you know they just think how you know how dare someone serve me coffee at the wrong temperature Um, it's that entitlement and people feel like they're but the forum's there so they can use it as they will, but um, how much better to use that power that we all have when we interact for good rather than to bring people down?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it goes across multiple industries, but I think within hospitality, um, sadly, I think we are experiencing a little bit of a wave of um, acceptability in this space. And I just think it's important for us as a collective within the industry now to have a little bit of a uh, a pushback in that, well, is this really appropriate? Are we really happy with the way that it's currently falling and and seemingly getting worse? Uh, So this campaign with NIMS and and Missing Place Bonfemme is just, it's a way for us to gather as a collective to have a voice it's that um you know philosophy the reggio Emilia philosophy about it takes a village to raise a child i see that very much within our industry it takes uh, it takes us as a village to make that change so by speaking up and together um, coming and and sharing stories of of positivity as well as negativity really helps the industry just charge forward and you know i'm a i'm a massive brisbane fan and Quite often here in Brisbane, we get the, oh, the, you know, the hospitality industry is behind Melbourne or Sydney, or you know, we're not we're slowly catching up. And to be fair, the the only way we can march forward is to have our customers marching and moving forward with us and talking positively and and rejoicing in amazing experiences that they're having, rather than trying to tear us down. That's the only way we will improve. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Hmm that's really interesting so just so say don't slay may um, it's all about encouraging customers to come directly to businesses and to speak about you know any issues that they might they might have in the moment and I know that, that you know nims is also an advocate of you know if you want to send a, a kind and and considerate email afterwards so just you know what that one-on-one feedback that can also be um, welcome and and warranted and businesses as you say are always looking for ways to improve but it's just about doing it with a kind heart, rather than um, rather than in this way that, that people can be absolutely blindsided and have their day, if not their week or their month, ruined by um, by a really unkind comment. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that you talk about the industry moving forward together. I mean, can you think of um, feedback that you've had from a customer that actually has prompted some sort of, you know, positive change in the business that you run? Oh, definitely, yeah. And uh, in
0: 2010 when we originally opened our first uh, suburban cafe here in Brisbane in Hendra, um, the suburban cafe idea was was not huge back then and we really wanted to make a difference in the transparency of of our tea and coffee offer, that being coffee roasters as well. So every coffee that went out we provided tasting cards for, so that's, you know, 11 years ago, and we actually developed with all of our team members what we call is the, the spiel, so that when you served the table you actually talked about the single origin and you talked about, you know, the blends that they were having and the different flavours that sat in the coffee. And initially that was like, whoa, that's crazy. 11 years ago, people talking about coffee like it was wine. And then bit by bit, as the years went on, we just saw this amazing shift. And it, it's really a knowledge piece that you, your customers are then coming in and saying, oh, no, I want I want to have the driftwood blender. I want to have this because I know the flavors of this. Or can you tell me about the processing met- method of this single origin? So – Through that knowledge piece, ultimately, we have educated the customer in understanding more about um, the coffee, which is an incredible feat. And it's a cultural shift in that people now talk differently about coffee and we talk about the flavors within the coffee, the texture, um, you know, the acidity, the sweetness, the aftertaste, how it's extracted, the processing methods, to actually see the market Shift from from being, oh, I just want coffee that tastes like coffee, to now actually driving questioning about that. I mean, that's in, that's an incredible empowerment piece that we've witnessed uh, across the last eleven years. So it definitely, it, it definitely can happen. It can make a difference, and customers are the ones ultimately
1: now are more empowered through that experience. Mm. Um, So, Penny, I've seen in your bio that you're a bit of a latte art expert. Um, Can you talk about your adventures with latte art? (laughs) That's
0: a funny thing to draw on. Um, Yeah, so I, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember when I did it. Maybe about 2012, I went across to New Zealand and did my um, uh, training with to become a world sensory judge so that I could travel and taste coffee, um, and, and watch baristas, um, compete in world barista championships. And then we were fortunate enough a couple of years later to host here in Australia, in Melbourne, the world latte art championships. And, um, my husband and I were down in Melbourne for that. And, They required more judges for the latte art, so I then became a certified um, latte art judge. So, yeah, what that looks like is you're looking at um, amazing baristas who create art on the surface of the coffee. And there's a certain criteria that we use, which is all um, certified standards within the industry. And, yeah, basically baristas just, you know, play it out and and do these amazing designs on top of the coffee. So, yeah, that's the last thing I What
1: is What are some of the, the brilliant uh, designs that you can recall?
0: Oh, wow. Well, there's so many... Now starting to come through even the surface. Um, they're adding colors to the surface, which you would have seen, uh, like doing triple rosettes and tulips, like um, 12 piece um, tulips, and you can do multiple swans on the top of the cup so there's i mean there's two sides to it there's the pouring which is the free pouring using just simply the judge and the the, the jug and the motion of the jug into the cup so that you create designs and then there's the etching as well where you actually use tools and you etch into the surface um doing yeah adding more detail to the design so yeah
1: I just love it. Humans are so creative, like, you know, give any kind of canvas and uh, people will find a way to be creative with it, won't they?
0: Oh, absolutely. And it brings so much joy to the customers that, um, you know, when they receive that coffee in front of them and it's got something added or something special on the surface, instantly it makes them feel um, valued and, and wowed. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It sort of draws a circle, doesn't it? Because it's just another way that hospitality businesses do try to create those special experiences for their customers. And I mean, to me, it, I just feel it just makes me feel a little bit heartbroken to think of you know people putting energy into creating a beautiful experience, and someone just doesn't take it in that spirit. Um, you know, who knows what's going on for that person in the moment? You know, who knows what um who cut them off in traffic, or you know, what's what terrible circumstance there is going on in their life, but. I mean, if we could all just, you know, meet each each situation with kindness in our hearts rather than any of the alternatives, I think things will just go forward that much better.
0: Yeah, and uh, the hospitality industry and the um, food service industry is such an amazing place to be because it, it is conversational. It's, um, it's you know, getting to know your customers. It's the frequenting of, of those regulars that you end up seeing on a daily basis. They they actually become your friends, a lot of them. Um, and yeah, I mean, that human touch that you have in our industry is so valuable and that's what should be the focus of our industry, not the tearing each other down and the negativity um, that comes from this, yeah, online slang. It's it's just sad. It's, it's more prevalent now, I feel, than it was, you know, 11, 12 years ago. So,
1: yep. Hmm. Well, um, good on you for doing uh, your bit to, yeah, change, change the narrative and, um, yeah, inject uh, more kindness. Uh, I really hope it works and uh, I'm sure, you know, people that do just take that moment to check themselves and check their motivations that, yeah, they perhaps will just, um, you know, take a deep breath and think it wasn't that important in the first place or perhaps just, um, you know, take their considered uh, point of criticism directly to the business owner. Um, thank you so much, Penny, for coming along to Daddy Linen to have a chat today. We've really loved having you on the show.
0: Oh, thanks, Danny. No, know, it's um, lovely to, to be invited on. And, yeah, if anyone else is interested to become part of, of the campaign you can you can simply search say don't slay and um, become involved i think so far there's like 120 businesses that are uh, signed up and and have been receptive to this amazing campaign so yeah anyone's interested get online have a look and become part of the the new narrative the change
1: <laughs> thank you so much penny thank you thanks danny This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We wanna hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.
0: This